All right, recording this podcast at, uh, I don't know, 5 o'clock, 5.30. So I'll finally be able to <laughs> finally make the time to upload these. But uh, it's been a wild ride. I'm sipping a cup of coffee right now. Actually, my second one. Probably regret that later. But I'm feeling good right now. And maybe it's partly due to the coffee. But it's also partly due to... Um, the activity that I've been embarking and making happen. Um, so it's October 5th today, October 6th. And man, it's been a ride. It's been such a ride. <laughs> I started recording these podcasts back, I think, in May or June. And um, I've come so far. And it feels like I haven't, it feels like not a lot of time has passed, but looking back, actually, I've come so far and um, a lot of time has passed (laughs) and I haven't necessarily gotten all the clients that I thought I would by this point, but I've gained more experience in the comprehensive world of being a freelancer or the term I prefer is solopreneur because that's more what I'm doing. I am I feel like freelancing is a lot of getting hired by a couple key contacts And like you are their chosen contractor. Whereas solopreneur is more of a comprehensive business that you are out there actively selling, marketing, um, all that. And it could turn into a legitimate business if I make the right plays, you know, bring on people slowly, but surely to build the business into something bigger than myself. I think that's really the, um, well, ever since I read Jim McCleavy's book, Innovation Stack, my idea of entrepreneurship has changed because how he describes it makes so much more sense Um, He describes it as bringing something that has never existed into and then creating that into the world. So like a lot of these tech apps, um, that's true entrepreneurship. It it doesn't quite resonate with me. I mean, I like it. It just and it makes sense. But it's such entrepreneurship is such a broad term. And that's such a specific definition that if I only use that definition, I'm excluding so many people from the party. And I think a lot of people that might fall into more like the solopreneur, freelancer, like just local business owner, um, by them being excluded, nothing's nothing is necessarily... I'm not helping myself, at least. So... I'd rather throw the term entrepreneurship around a little bit more broadly. 
and include people that have just started something from scratch, even if it's a business model that like video production, like content marketing that maybe has been around before. Um, although I will say that nobody will do anything quite like you do. Um, I guess McCleavy was talking about like, if you start like a holiday in franchise, like if you buy a franchise, like there's a difference between a franchise owner and an entrepreneur. And I, I do want to make that distinction. Definitely. So may, maybe that's where I'll, I'll draw the line between franchise owner and entrepreneur. Because I guess Gary Vaynerchuk, I mean, he's an entrepreneur and he built a media company and media companies have been around before. Um, so, okay, that, that actually makes me feel better. I just answered my own question. And this is the power of the podcast, the solo cast, because I just talked that out. And by talking that out now... I feel good about using the word entrepreneur again. <laughs> no joke. Since I read that book, that was like uh, three, four months ago. I've really stopped from using the word entrepreneur, except for when it fits that definition of McCleavy's. But mm, I like that. Um, anyways, so what I've learned here in the last, say, 30 to 45 days, it was the beginning of September I had finished quite a bit of work that I had booked early on. And I came to realize that I had kind of ignored too much of the sales process. I got, I don't know if luck is the right word, I guess blessed early on with success by just like out of a couple cold calls, I found clients. And I think that was divinely appointed to give me encouragement to keep going. Um, and now I tried that. I, I cold called every day in September, every work day, at least three calls and usually talk to some, at least three people, to be honest. I, I probably, on average, I probably spoke with, you know, I targeted business owners. How many business owners did I talk with? That's... I don't know, maybe 10% of my calls were actually getting a hold of business owners. I left a lot of messages, left a lot of voicemails, a couple follow-up emails. I wasn't as good about that. But what that taught me, I booked a couple meetings from that. And two, so of the three meetings I booked, one was a dud. She actually stood me up and then <laughs> she was just not... She, she uh she got arrested for a bar fight like not that long ago um the woman i was talking with so <laughs> she's got issues that uh out of my control um the second meeting was kind of an exploratory type meeting with a digital marketing agency that it, it went well it was kind of it was pretty it was pretty topical um but i'm at least on his radar, he's on mine. We'll see what, if that goes anywhere. And the third meeting was a three-hour lunch with a guy that I had connected with on LinkedIn a year ago. I cold-called him and just reminded him who I was, and he remembered me. 
and we got lunch and like i said three hours later um part of our ways and it went really well and he he's in the, vi the video idea and now we have uh, another meeting coming up this week with his president he's he's more like removed himself so he's the founder he placed a president and then a, a marketing um guy too so it'll be a f in all all in all me and three other guys and uh just kind of talk through some ideas so what i've learned is that it's all about relationships and, and people say that but it's so true. <laughs> and relationships don't happen overnight. You can't, a, rela a relationship doesn't necessarily come from a cold call. It comes from the process is being genuine in the beginning and asking for nothing. And then as you are patient and remain on that person's radar, maybe you drop a line here or there and then you make an ask weeks or even months later if you want to even ask for anything. But if, if that's a person you want to do business with, well, then, you know, you do that. But later on, you don't start out the gates asking for something. Coffee's so good. I'm, I'm going to be regretting this later, but it's so good. Um, also in that time, so, so I'll just stick with the, uh, the community or the relationship based aspect of sales. So I got, I had those three results from, you know, say 75 cold calls. Um, I then called up an ex-colleague and asked him about his, some networking groups that I, I knew that he had been a part of. And he invited me to his. And so I went, and from there, I got a, an appointment that I had this morning, actually, just a one-to-one, -one, an exploratory call. But it was a, with a business owner. She has a digital marketing agency, agency and she's starting up a new venture. Uh, like a very legitimate, huge venture. So she's an absolute doer, and she's the real deal. And that was amazing. I had an hour of conversation with her, and it was kind of like a podcast, to be honest. It was. It would have been less interesting, I think, for a listener, but for as far as a two-person conversation, it was, it was fascinating. And, um, well, one, it really made me think, like, I should get back into podcasting because I'm pretty good at this <laughs> as far as like asking questions that elicit responses, meaningful responses. Um, but anyways, I, uh, I doubled, maybe even tripled down on networking events. So now every morning, I'm zooming in and being doing the Zoom thing is amazing because it's one free, two super convenient, um, and it's just zooming. So now I'm zooming every morning, and they, I mean there's not a lot of BNI groups. Um, that's that's one of the the terms BNI for um, 
the I don't know the networking groups. There's also some other ones that I've I've joined or that I think I'm going to join. At least I said I was going to attend. I haven't hasn't happened yet, but um now I'm just starting to ramble. My goodness. My point is the networking groups are key. And so I went to another one this morning and I booked two more appointments from that. And so in two, say, networking meetings, I've booked three appointments. So a total of an hour and a half, probably, in total, I've got three appointments. Whereas all of September, probably, I mean, let's just say there was 21 working days. Let's just say, uh, I mean, all in all, with the mental capacity like my my mental space and everything i probably spent 21 hours you know probably an hour a day thinking about at least thinking about cold calling or actually doing the cold calling or, or whatever i think 21 hours is not out of this world um so the roi on these networking groups is substantial way better than the cold calls <laughs> but the cold calls were good because it refined my I'm basically giving my cold calling pitch in these meetings and it's hooking people. So that's pretty cool. So that it re, it, re, it was really like boot camp for me. Um where does it go from here? Continuing to put out so I'm putting out a weekly video on LinkedIn which is really more just an experiment. Keep on iterating on that. Um and I, this is actually why I started the podcast because I was talking to myself. And I was like, you know what? It's actually pretty interesting how how I am not self-conscious about failing in public anymore. I used to be. I used to be pretty like, you, know, you like just make sure everything's just perfect. And this video today, it was pretty good, but there were some things that stuck out to me. And it's like, you know what? Well, I'm doing another one next week. I'll fix it next week. <laughs> Um, I just found that interesting. And, uh, yeah, business cards should be coming by Monday. Oh, I wonder if that's what the FedEx tracking number was. Huh. Well, I think I might have run out of things to say. That's about where I'm at. Um, my unemployment is coming to an end. The two week, you know, or the the weekly stipend, basically. And that's really lit a fire under my ass, um, because this has to become profitable pretty fast. I have a runway, but it has to become profitable. Um, within the next, I don't know, three months or so, because I'm going to have a hefty tax bill come April 2021. <laughs> hefty fucking tax bill. Um, yeah. Anything else on my mind? This lighting is amazing. I'm going to do all my Zoom interviews from here, here on out. And uh, 
it's gonna make people th- say like, "Wow, I th- I really think it will." Oh, maybe a desk here. A desk would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Um. All right. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna upload this stuff now.